Hello everyone, and thanks for joining in on this uh, video. Um, just wanted to mention too that um, that uh, be um, getting on uh, quite a bit more often uh, starting uh, next week. So I had a little bit of a a lull or a busy period, and uh, um, and so getting back in the swing of uh, more regular uh, videos and live streams and stuff like that. So today we're going to look at the uh, second chorus of uh, Matheny's solo, or one of Matheny's solos on uh, All the Things You Are, and I'm going to just kind of take a look at, at kind of the contours of um, some of the lines and um, just generally think about the direction that, that the line wants to go in, or where maybe a note tends to want to uh, to lead. So let's uh, let's jump right into this here. So um, I'm going to start right here with these four notes. Okay, we're going to play those right right up here. So we'll use the slur as well. All right. Let's see if we can um, break those notes down and um, uh, survey what we have just kind of from low to high in, in general um, stacked in thirds. So we would have a uh, B flat, a D flat, an F, and an A flat. So we can see that we kind of have an arpeggio here of uh, a B flat minor. Now that's being played over the harmony of a C7. Okay, so that's a little interesting in and of itself. So we have this line. And now the, the next few notes that come up. maybe four more notes here okay we have okay it's a similar kind of contour right but a few differences in the intervals that are that are used okay, but it's heading down and maybe the uh, the steps are a little closer together or the intervals are a little closer together now that's being played over F minor. Okay. You can see it's a little bit out, so. So it almost sounds more like like a C7 altered at that moment. And we'll get to some ideas on, on what may be going on here in just a moment. But let's just survey another another group of four notes here. Okay, then we end on 10. Okay. We end on this. Okay, and then actually ends up on this note. On the, the a, a flat here. But there, so. So let's get back to where we started from here. 
So we had a uh, B flat uh, minor. Now if we have a, uh, let's say a G minor seven, flat five, or a uh, G seven, or some predominant before the, the C seven, let's think about different predominants that we might use. So those are maybe some options. G half diminished, G7, but also a B flat minor, or B flat minor six. Okay, so we may say that, okay, the um, he's playing more of maybe a predominant sound on the on the dominant chord. So uh, some of the uh, chords are delayed, and this is a this is a technique that we can we can use in our own uh, improvisation. Okay. All right. So, and that would explain here this sound, which is the sound that's. Say pretty fitting with a with a C7, maybe with altered nines in it, but a natural fifth. Okay, and we can hear that here on this two beats later, after F minor has been played, that we end up on a consonant. actually you know sounds like we end um, there on the a flat but later here on the B flat minor okay so let's go on okay and that ends on a dissonance here or actually ends on I'm uh, sorry ends on a um, the flat third of, of the B minor. Okay. So there's a little takeaway that, that you could maybe use to either play a chord early or late, you know, by a certain amount, maybe, maybe two beats. Okay, then we have these uh, short, short little phrases here. Let's say eight slide to six. Okay, let's see what's going on there. So we have E flat seven. Gonna land on this third. <clears throat> it's got us going from the the fifth of that, landing on a pretty severe dissonance sus sort of sound and a flat nine, which is gonna draw us even stronger into the the consonants there. So that's a really nice line. So that's a nice line, you know. Say play, um, let's say you have a single chord. You want you want to uh, create a little dissonance, and this uh, major third shape is something that you, that you hear a lot in Matheny's playing. 
just going to resolve it there. So let's go a little further. So we play another resolved tone here. So we have the uh, third of the A flat major seven. Let's keep moving all along here a little bit here. Okay, so we have... Um, okay, now this is interesting, right? Because we have A flat, um, but we're hearing this E flat major triad. So we're getting a little dissonance on the A flat. Okay, interesting that we go to a flat and C, which are, are two tones um, that help to identify the A flat, but at that point we're on D flat major. Okay, so that's interesting. So let's take it from there and look at, um, take it in blocks of uh, four or eighth notes here. So we have, okay, that's a pretty bright sound. So we have a uh, D flat. Okay, you want to be aware that this is the, the fifth, seven, six, flat nine. Okay, so that's going to be pretty dissonant. Okay, and then we're going to land on the root note. Okay, so we're coming out of this. Okay, now we have. Okay, so we have a an interval here. We have whole step, and then we're gonna get that back to that same major third that we were on a minute ago, and then next he's gonna set that up that's going to fall into the G7. Okay, so again, this this shape that we we see, I'll switch screens here. Um, the the major third across strings. Okay, that's something that comes up quite a bit. So he might play, or, okay. So here's another instance where we have, okay. So we have that major third across two strings. So that comes up quite a bit. All right. So now we're on G7. Okay. So this we see. 
that's pretty inside the sound of what we have. We do have a flat nine on that. And we have the 11, which are both dissonance, dissonances. Okay, and then we get more of the um, uh, chord tones there, D, F, and D. Okay, so a nice line. And then that's going to resolve, right? This is a very natural uh, resolution here. This is kind of built in to our musical system, if you will. Um, so yeah. Right. So um, so re mi so or sorry fa excuse me fa re mi. That's a very natural resolution. So, do. He plays a major triad there. Okay. So why why would he be fairly obvious about that? Well, maybe that just happened to be what happened in that moment. Um, but you might also think that okay, this is C major. Um, up to this point, we've been in A flat major, so it's it's a it's a pretty certain and fairly abrupt shift, right? Um, and you might might call this a chromatic mediant, okay? Because uh, in the um, you have four flats, right? You have the the mediant would be the C minor, okay? But this one is major right so he may just be wanting to spell that out clearly hard to say okay great so let's go on a little further see see what we can uh, find out here gain some insights Okay, so we know we're, we're on C major, and we're approaching uh, uh, C minor, so that's coming up. Okay, we get a little chromaticism there, right? Okay, and then a lot more. So we've done a little bit of talking about bebop scales and um, and all that. So let's let's talk a little bit more um, about that. Um, so if we have let's say um, C, let's say we have C C minor. Okay, let's say. We have that. If we if we had a uh, say, so we had these little connecting points. Okay, then we can we can kind of justify that. We can say okay, okay, that kind of makes sense. The the six. 
flat six resolving to the fifth of the C minor. So that kind of makes sense. Okay, and then we get this shape again. So the major third, major third. Now he, he changes it up a little bit from there. But that's an important feature of, of his playing, is those, those major thirds. So we can see those coming in, so let's take a look at that line. Okay. So those little chromatic kind of passages there. Well, let's carry on a little bit here. There we go. All right, we'll take a look at a little bit more here. So, as we're rolling along, we have um, the third of the F minor. So no surprises there. Okay, so that's all. Say fairly inside. Okay, and then we get to the B, B flat. Okay, so we have. Then we have an early resolution on the E flat, so it's a beat before E flat actually comes in. fairly clearly here that that's a pretty standard um, line or resolution from B7 or from any dominant 7 so it's good third flat 9 root flat 7 and then lands on the third of the E flat major okay. we do have a slight a little bit of a suspension ahead of that So the you might might say that the um, predominant is just hanging over by um, a beat into that uh, measure with the B flat. So so we can see there's a little bit of an elasticity um, to the harmony inside the the melody line or the improvised line. Right? So where we can stretch a certain chord, maybe by an extra beat, contract, um, uh, in this case, the B flat seven, that's just con kind of contracted into two beats there, beats two and three, and then resolve on the third of the um, E flat major, which has been expanded over into uh, the um, that measure, so beat early. Okay, we'll go over to our A flat again. Okay. All right, so. Okay, so we we have um, we have the the Lydian sound, which makes sense because we we've modulated into the key of three uh, flats. Okay, so next up we're we're gonna head towards G major 
and we have the D7. So let's see what he does here. Okay, nice. So we get we get some of those similar uh, shapes that we've had before. We do this in the opposite order. So he plays that that major third across two strings, and then we do the major third in the opposite direction. Same one. That's that's our line on that. It starts on the um, major third, which is is an important, or actually starts on the, sorry the flat third. So, but it does land on the third of the D sharp on B four. So that's interesting. Okay, and then we're heading out towards uh, G. A bit further. Try to follow the tab as much as I can here. We get a little bit of chromaticism there. Okay. okay. All right. So what do we have here? So we have almost sounds a little more like he's thinking in terms of D seven there. And then back to the G. Okay. And the little back and forth kind of between, you know, the maybe a D to G. Maybe a D seven flat nine. Okay, kind of speculation here, but um so a little bit kind of back and forth, five one, five one. And here, you know, you would seem it would seem that's more of a G major kind of sound. Okay, but right here we're on A minor seven again. Good bit of alterations on it. We get to the D seven. Okay, that's pretty interesting. So we're we're. Pivoting on that uh, G sharp there, so that's a pretty outside sound. Okay. Okay. All right. So pretty interesting there. That that um, uh, that G sharp or that E flat is uh, it's pretty dissonant. Okay, now we're heading out to our new key area here. Key of three sharps. Okay, so that's on B flat, or B, sorry, B7, B natural. All right, so we have So we land on the fifth of the E major. Okay. Four 
you know, the four is going to work with fa, mi. So that's a, that's a basic pattern there. Uh, then we get a six, four. Yeah, so it's going back. Okay, so we get four. Okay, so he's encircling the third. So we're going uh, above the third, uh, below the third, and then on to the third, to the fifth. Okay, moving on here. So we've got, um, yeah, interesting that they don't include this chord change, but the, in the chord, there's a, uh, should be a C augmented chord here. So he plays a C7 with a sharp 9. Have a thing there. Okay. Let's see if this will align itself. All right, so now we're going to go head back into key of four sharps kind of territory here. So. Okay. Plays that on F minor, B, B flat minor. Okay, so that's interesting. So he's kind of changing the quality of the chord there. Okay, this is going to give us a little more pull than than um, a flat wood. So he's playing that. Okay, again, this is very common for for him to play this kind of shape. Okay, we've seen that quite a few times in this solo. Okay. All right, so what do we have here? So we're on A flat, we get the third. So he's kind of making his way over. So you might think about, about these bebop scales been talking about so he's making his way over there and this is a good example of you know if you are working on bebop scales and things like that um, to try to make make lines out of them rather than just playing them in sequence so here we have right so that's a good example of taking something like the bebop scale and actually writing a line out of it Okay, so we get to D flat major seven. Okay, and interesting choice on that. While he, well, why, why would he choose to do this rather than the major seven? Well, the the flat seven is coming up on this chord because this chord is about to change. 
So that's coming in a beat early. I guess that gives us a little momentum. Gives us a little surprise. So B flat minor. chromatic thing going he's got these whole steps going with a little bit of a chromatic thing happening okay, okay this is over B diminished okay and then we have B minor B flat minor excuse me All right, so we have E flat seven. Okay, again, probably thinking a little bit ahead to this A flat major seven. 11, that would be the nine root 11. G seven. Okay, and then moving into the third third chorus there. All right, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for checking this out. Uh, I do hope you enjoyed it, and um, let me know what you think and what you're interested in hearing about. If you like these kinds of um, solo analysis kinds of things or um, or chord melody or uh, theory what have you let me know and i'll be happy to tailor it to your needs all right i'll see you all in the next one